ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are here. Another Friday, another beat and greet. And uh, honestly, this is one I'm really excited about. This is a dude I want to consider playing my first festival with, to be honest. Um, you know, the means was a little weird. How we ended up there, a little weird. I don't know. Uh, the relationships are all still mended from, from that whole situation, you know, but... Me and him are here, and that's all. That's all that's important right now. You know, this dude is still fucking getting it, and uh, you know, filthier than ever. So in, instead of me just talking him up, instead of me just fucking yapping on, um, let me just bring him on out here. All right, let's wheel him on out here. Everybody, let's welcome Mr. Smith over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we met in like 2014, didn't we? Yeah, like, dude. That's uh, yeah, summer. Uh, no, not a uh, camp. Yeah, summer camp. Yep, yep. Jesus. Yeah, that was wild. Like, I have a f picture on my actually on on my phone of literally like your your crowd shot. I remember taking it real quick for you. I'm not oh, sure if you ever got it, but I'll have to send it to you. Yo, I think so. I got it. I got it. Okay, I, bet. Yo, but that... I remember like, being there, like taking it real quick, and then being like, "Oh yeah, I know that guy." <laughs> uh, fucking fucking crazy how time works and where we're at dude no for real it's uh absolutely nuts man and you were under like a a different moniker then too man right you were just uh you were bass combo. yeah I, it was like a duo thing and i ended up just kind of going off and doing my own thing and uh yeah five years later i'm here now yeah it's so. been working out good for you man it's definitely like uh it's definitely your you know you brought your own style to uh to that whole equation i think you, you know you leaving people are like oh i see what was uh you know i mean that was five years ago actually so i don't know what was who in what situation I mean, it was called base coma back in the day it was called base coma and uh anyways like long story short homie was had you know had a, had a baby on the way and really i ended up having to essentially go do my own thing and again like five years later here i am yeah but it's it's been really interesting so far as far as just you know the the slow growth from essentially starting from the like bottom at five years ago to now it's pretty fucking wild honestly yeah. whenever i like it i i it still doesn't feel real to some degree did you also have to sneak into summer camp as well or <laughs> bro actually story on that <laughs> so i mean i'm not gonna name names but Homie comes up with a, a bracelet and just hands it to me thinking like, okay, I got, I got into the festival. Like he got me like, I'm on, I'm on. And next thing you know, like I, I zip it up tight because <laughs> their fucking deal back then they would like essentially like not zip it up and just kind of like pass it back. <laughs> I just zip mine up. Cause I was like, fuck it. I'm in the festival. And then homie guy was like, bro, what did you do? <laughs> like, I don't know. I thought we were in the festival. <laughs> This, some of the most like not legit stuff ever as far as like some of my first bookings yeah no definitely honestly, not legit. It, it's like it's almost like i'm thankful for that that jankiness too because now i'm like i know kind of oh. what I have to look out for and stuff like that and i and i'm, to, I'm glad to it's some degree, i'm like so thankful for like where like as far as just the level of professionalism that i like Corey with submission and him doing my bookings and stuff it's he fucking is a game changer as far as just like for anybody that's like aspiring for for shows out there just focus on the art just focus on yourself and then hopefully you know somebody out there to some degree sees some like like damn that's fucking cool i want to sell that to other people other people like it 
like that's like one thing that I pride myself on personally is that like whenever I started I didn't have any social medias like whatsoever and my my name is literally like the most common like <laughs> North American last name ever so I mean I I, I I, I kind of sell myself purely on just the aesthetic of the music. Like, and that that's pretty much it. I got, and only just recently, like a year ago that I got a Twitter and then like, just like a year and a half ago, started doing Instagram. Damn. So okay. yeah. And I, and I definitely, I'm still working on those. Yeah. Definitely I noticed I didn't working. follow you on Twitter and I'm like, wait, I didn't even know he had one. So thankfully <laughs> it was, it was soon, you know, but I'm, I've definitely been following you on, you know, all the, the, the important things, like you said, the fucking music and shit. But, uh, yeah, that, that's definitely one of my questions too, man. You you think uh, it was getting with submission that really helped, uh, you know, maybe spread your your sound? You know, yeah, I think like it, it like anything else, like bookings certainly help. I, it, it, it's all steps though, and like I know so many people like focus on like I gotta get shows, I gotta get exposure, I gotta go, I gotta work on shows, and like they're so focused on on literally running a local and kind of regional circuit, and then they never actually like are able to expand any further outside that. So like whenever I started Smith, I'm just like, you know, fuck it. I'm not going to take any bookings really. I am just going to focus on literally just making the music. And then I think like a year and a half later, Corey reached out to me and like the rest has just been growth. Oh shit. Man. Like still natural. So oh, was shit. it, was it not like that with uh base coma and stuff like that? Cause you guys were definitely out on the road and that's dope. Ha- you I know, mean, they, they did put together tours and shit like that, you know? You I mean, like that kind of went back in the day with like the mentality. Like, like I was saying earlier, like I, I, I ran, I did, I definitely did the shows. We started to work on music, but it was so much of a focus on like, Oh, we made three or four songs and now we got a tour over it. Mm. And like, there wasn't even an audience for the three or four songs. So just like, instead of like focusing on that, because the, the way we toured back then, oh my God, dude, it was so fucking awful. I'm not sure. Did you ever get a, did, did you ever like hop on the, the, I forget what the name of the tour was. I think it was Spoiled Nation or something like that. Oh no, no. I don't think I got okay. invited after, after the. So <laughs> the, we essentially the, the fucking, the, the festival circuit was its own thing. But once we did like the fall touring, it was essentially like every four to five days out of the week, we would like wake up at eight, haul a bunch of shit, like seven hours, eight hours away. And then like around like five, 6 p.m., unload it all, (laughs) play a show. And then like at two or 3 a.m., put it all away, all the way up to about like five or six in the morning. And then get like three hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, and then just repeat that four days straight and then take like two days off and then do that like five, six weeks in a row. Jesus. And it's just, it was so, like, it literally made me almost lose a passion for even wanting to do it. Like, I was like, if this is the life, I'm not doing this shit. Yeah. (laughs) And like. You think it's like also been uh, like an important factor in like a, like you, you, are you glad that you went through it though? Because like, you know, even your mixes. Oh, I'm so, I'm so very appreciative. Like Sorry. now, now it's like, I, I, I don't usually, I think the longest run I've done since then was four, four dates, but even then it was just flights in between. And like, I'm, I, I'm personally like, I have terrible travel anxiety. <laughs> so whenever I, like, I go on the road and stuff, it's like, okay, you know, I got, I got to have at least a two hour layover in Chicago because, you know, I can't miss my flight because there's the next flight is sold out and 
it's just like it's a whole fucking mental game but like i would so much prefer that than like what we were doing before yeah but a couple spread out like a couple spread out just a couple days of uh what what do you think is most important in that the rest in it or like getting back to the studio making some more music or uh you know i mean i i try to like balance it out i used to i used to actually have a job too which ironically enough i i quit like march 15th of this year (laughs) and like that that was pretty fucking brutal and like the job was so cush i mean like it was literally just me fucking working on music like in a fucking computer lab and just like if oh the the printer needs paper like okay time to fucking put, put the paper in the printer go back to working on music but like i was doing that 20 hours a week four days a week and it was just kind of like kind of hit me where I was like, okay, I could be spending like four, like one or two more of these days out of the week for another booking and literally make like a week's worth of two weeks worth of pay Yeah. at this one thing. So it was just kind of, it, it ended up hitting that point where I was like, okay, I'm just going to do that. And then literally coronavirus happened and God here we are damn. today. So is this like, is and, this something that you went to school for some shit or are you uh, like, it just happened to oh, music? job? Oh, no, no, no. What, whatever you were doing before in the lab. Oh, um, so I was, I was going to school, uh, at Columbia in Columbia, Missouri at Columbia college. And I, I worked on the campus at the computer lab. So, I mean, it was, I literally would just do my classes and, and then just, you know, work or do whatever work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but fuck, it was, it was so cush. I, I look back on, I'm like, damn, I mean, I knew they were going to get rid of the job anyway with coronavirus happening because they were fucking slimming shit down. But damn, that sucked. Dude. So but, um, <laughs> yeah. So Anyways, did you go to school for music as well, too? or, or class No, no. Actually, it was just a business administration with an emphasis in entrepreneurship. It just mm-hmm. kind of felt more in line with what I was doing. Definitely. Um, and and, and they didn't really have like a music program that I would like want to do to begin with. But. Yeah, I don't know. And then just it's funny how like to anybody out there that's making music and hustling it like legitimately anybody can do it i I, that's one thing i learned is like i I personally i'm not sure about you my dude but i don't know notes i don't know like the music theory or anything i literally just like hop on and see what what works and and anybody could if i could do it you could do it like at the end of the day it's trial and error too. you just put enough time into it you know but it is it is crazy listening to some of these dudes who do uh, you know kind of have a grasp on what's going on and like they're maybe a year or two into their whole project. I'm like, holy fuck, man! Maybe I should uh, get a little bit more privy to some some new tutorials or music theory or I don't know, man. But uh, is it is that something you've like steady avoided or something you want to work towards in in the future? I mean, I personally no. I mean, I I, I would love to learn, but I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, but I I. I don't know. I, I just, I guess I, my process is literally just hopping in on Ableton, get in on MIDI, like punch out a few notes to see like what works out and then just lay out some percussion and bam. Yeah. Like, well, what about your, uh, your fucking like musical influences too? Cause it's like clearly like some heavy hip hop influences in there too. Oh, music. for sure. I mean, like I got, I personally, it is, it's all like, Three Six Mafias right now, like, and for the last like three four years has been a huge huge inspiration as to like the style and the aesthetic. Um, there's some producers that are more inspiring so much than there are hip hop artists right now in the genre. There's this new guy right now that's like so so inspiring. His name's Roland Jones. 
R-O-L-A-N-D, Jones. But um, yeah, dude, it's so fucking good. And every single time I, I go to his stuff, it, 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 and essentially it's the whole three six mafia funk type aesthetic, but he, I don't know, he takes it his own way. And like, that's that's kind of the biggest thing to me is like, it, if you're taking a genre and it's starting to kind of like run its course, which I feel like funk kind of has been sure. doing its thing. Like, okay, I feel like all the samples have been used and I feel like all the different 808s possible feel like been used. And if somebody can come in and do their own thing with it, then it really has my attention. And that, that could be applied with like dubstep or that could be applied with trap music or that could be applied with house music. That could be, but like, that's usually like what, like catches me personally whenever i like i find some form of inspiration yeah oh shit i mean well do you think that has to do with uh you know your placement too you're not really i mean how is first off how is missouri for like the the scene right now where do you find do you have like homies that uh you know you bounce ideas back off of or you just um yeah over there i i i'm kind of a bit of a lone ranger i have my buddy uh sean sparlin he goes by ladur l-o-d-u-r-r Okay. I've made a couple songs with him before, um, and we bounce some ideas back and forth. I think we, we have a little bit of a different aesthetic, but still like can find like ways to inspire each other from it. Um, but like at, uh, overall, Columbia really doesn't have any like <laughs> producers that are like doing anything. It's just kind of like you know a local college area. In fact, like on the real, I, I've only played in my hometown once. And it was like a like Corey, uh, my agent, was doing tour management for Slug Wife, and he just like came through town on like a one-off show on like a Wednesday, and was like, "Yo, you want to play a show real quick?" It's like that, like that was, that was like a year ago, and I, I've never once played in my hometown again. Like another thing that it's like, don't don't run the local. Gotta gotta get to know the fucking big local promoter. Like I think that's just so fucking like whack. At the end of the day, yeah. like. You're either gonna get probably fucked over. You're probably gonna like, you might make a friend, but like he's not gonna really be able to help you outside of just getting you some shows every now and then. Like the only thing that's gonna help you is your own art. Yeah. And like, oh shit, <clears throat> damn, no, that's, but, that's heavy, bro. Yeah, no, for real. Is is that like, uh, you know, something you've had to learn, or you always went into this kind of with that intention, just like yo, let my shit, let my shit speak for me, or was it like getting jaded along the lines with? Uh, couple this couple shady tactics here and there or whatever i mean i personally like i i i've never really had too bad of an experience and and working with i mean i i I feel like everybody in this industry eventually will work with somebody that has had a bad experience with a promoter or something along those lines um i've never been too terribly like affected by it so much and the fact that like i would I don't know. Like I, I, I all of a sudden just stopped working in a market or something, or I, I don't know. I, there was, God damn, dude. I'm trying to think of this one, this like any particular times where it's like, I feel like I've been really like wronged, but I, I don't know. It's just like working just in, in the gamut is, is not necessarily a, a huge priority. I feel like in building your brand. Like, I feel like so many people focus on that and I'm like, stop, no. Yeah, no, that's oh. a good point. It's like honestly, you know, uh, you know, people just there's a when somebody's like green, you know, and somebody's really new to something, it's like you almost give them less respect. But it's like why? Maybe they're taking a little bit easier of a route just because they didn't break their back. You know, that's better for them. That's it should be easier for everybody else coming afterwards. You know, same thing with totally. the people before us, bro. They they paved the way for us. You know, a lot of people did this. Uh, 
um, and did work the gamut a lot harder than we did too. You know what I mean? We're put through the ringers like crazy, you know? So, I mean, maybe yeah. we're going to get back to that and it's going to like, cause I feel like we got to do a little bit of rebuilding with everything that's going on. But, uh, Hey. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I heard a lot of the uh, man. I, I heard the Wonder Bar went under, which was really sad to hear. Yeah, I know. I've, I've heard of a couple other small venues that are definitely being pretty, pretty hit pretty hard about it. Yeah, it definitely sucks. Guy. I mean, like there, there's there's some that I, I know that are hanging on. I know the Black Box is is definitely doing some stuff. Um, I mean, uh, I'm not sure if Aisle Five did Aisle Five is in Atlanta. Shit, I hope not. I hope they're still good, man. That's definitely one of my mm -hmm. favorite places. That's that's probably my favorite one in Atlanta. That would that would make me so fucking bummed if Bro, that went. For real. It's so nice and like um, intimate too. It's not the biggest, but it's definitely like one of the best, you know. The sounds the house sound system is so good. It's like one of the best house uh, house sound systems I've I've ever played on. For real. Blown away. For real, man. Do you have uh, a favorite place <clears> to play in, in particular? Like do you, you know, anywhere in You know, Milwaukee is always such a good show up every time i go out there um atlanta is also another one that really really turns out well um nashville's really started to like kind of cultivate their own thing uh, trying to think uh went to santa cruz for a festival this last year about a year ago and that that actually was surprisingly better than i like necessarily was anticipating damn um santa cruz sounds dope so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 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 it's wild to me because it's like I know nobody here in my hometown is aware of me. Like, I, I, but I'll go out to the most random fucking places, like oh, Morgantown, West Virginia, and it sells out. Or so it's just wild to me. Like, yeah. you know, you, you don't necessarily have to again do the whole local thing. Yeah, no, and it's <clears throat> it's like it's kind of weird with the whole uh, Midwest like thing. It's too like everywhere from Ohio to to. Uh, well, I want to say Kansas, you know, because then you get to Colorado, but they're just like, you, you all got your own particular uh, styles and sounds and everything, you know, and everyone, you know, Ohio's definitely got the weird Yeti kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Missouri, you know, you're, you're fucking holding it down too, man. Milwaukee and Chicago, they got their own thing, you know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it, but the scenes over there are kind of very spread out. You know, you got Michigan and Chicago and stuff, but uh, you think that has like something to do with, people's art it just being not affected you know, by all that shit i feel like it, it translates to, it translates to other art for sure like you know texas rap has its own like area with houston and so does memphis and florida has recently or like over the last like five to ten years has really blown up in its own rap scene uh the the northern cali certainly has its own rap scene as well as as and they all have like their own aesthetics like totally like east coast where uh, rap versus west coast rap was a, a huge aesthetic difference in the 90s for real i mean i feel like that totally translates to literally any any genre so like that could have very much so it translates to us um it's funny because like whenever anybody asks like where i'm from I every time I ever say Columbia, Missouri, they're they're always like, "What?" I, I would have never guess. Like, I've, I've had literally anything from like the UK to fucking like LA to Denver. That's another one that's all the time, but never Columbia, Missouri. Dude. So hey, <laughs> I'm not sure. Cool. Like, if if somebody was like, "Oh, what's the Missouri style of music?" <laughs> you know, like, I don't think anybody. 
Yeah. We really have an idea. No, so that's why I asked if you have like other squad members that you kind of do this with or you have any inspirations right now besides like hip hop that you're kind of like looking towards or is it just is it just pretty much you being out there in Columbia? I mean, it's right now it's definitely just me here. I mean, like cuz I I would I've always contemplated the idea of like, oh, I could go out and like grow a brand in LA or go and go out and move out. So, but I feel like, again, not that it like matters that like I would be like a little fish in a bigger sea. I just think it's unnecessary. Like at the end of the day, like Columbia, Missouri right now is my home. So it's, it seems incredibly unnecessary for me to like go and do something when I could just go fly there for a day or two or, you know because I, the internet is literally everything anymore when it comes to communication or making any form of networking yeah and like in person shit's always still good i'm right now missing it more than ever but like i i still don't need to go, like, go make a base somewhere else like, yeah it's not yeah, necessary. especially now if anything especially now we're seeing that the big <clears throat> cities are like not the necessarily the the places you need to be right now you know everyone's moving out of them if anything no exactly i mean i honestly in my own hometown lord love it it's it's definitely not one of the better like i mean we we have a little mask ordinance you know and we're doing our thing but I, we're definitely like way the fuck behind everybody else i feel like just given the fact that we're missouri and our governor sucks you got uh, legal weed i guess now too so yeah i mean i'll take it but yeah. fuck man that's it's, that's been its own fucking process it la- that literally passed two years ago and we still don't have a dispensary open Damn. it's so fucking whack wow that's that's yeah that's bullshit bro i was i was reading into all like what it takes in boston and why there's only two over here too because it's been you know maybe maybe a one or two opened up recently too but uh it's just like half that money would just go right to the government. It's like such a trial period. Mm-hmm. You're just like, you don't even know if it's going to work. So who's taking a risk on on something that could be just not even, uh, it could be criminal next year too, depending on who's in office and shit, you know? Who fuck knows, man? Yeah. Like it's, it's fucking so whack. I really hope that everybody goes out there and votes and like participates in the process of getting the current dickhead president out of office i hate to make it political but holy shit is it not more important than ever right now bro holy shit i saw some stat though that is like it's kind of it's reflecting that like way more 180 times the amount of people voted already than they have been in the past too so it's like yeah no fucking i think like last year again this is like or sorry uh, like this was like a week or two ago that i read it but i think like only like a year ago or sorry, the last 2016 election, there was like only 10,000 people that had voted like early. Yeah. And we're, I think we're over a million now. Oh, shit. I think I think that's wild, but yeah. I, it's fucking awesome that people are out there like. Bro, for know. real. Yeah, just, just you know, I, it's like, it's it's honestly ridiculous what's going on right now. Like these two jerk offs. It's like, wow, we, we got this many people and this is who we're looking for. Like, what are we doing right now? Dude, it's so fucking, uh, dude, uh, it's so bad. It's like, I, I was really hoping that like during the debate, nobody was going to like go like, you know, start debating essentially they're, they're who's mentally more capable of doing it. Cause that's like a good job, America. We essentially got two people that are literally fighting over who's more mentally like less handicapped over the job <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense but like great job america <clears throat> yeah it's like what and then what do you base it off of the sat scores or some shit like what do you what do you even base <laughs> it off of it's it's ridiculous at this point big pissing contest. Fuck, man 
Yeah, so, man. You you got any uh you know future releases planned? You got anything big? I know that fucked up. Uh, actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got. A, I'm wanting to release some more shit this this month for sure. I was gonna maybe do a couple free uh, releases. Um, nice. I just talked. I can't really say with who or like with where or what, but I found a release for uh, Swing. Uh, the uh, the remix I did of Savage's Swing, uh, that was on the the first song for the Gourmet mix. Uh, that that is getting a release later in December. Oh okay. Um, so I can't say where, but it's definitely I was really excited to hear from it though. That that fucking mix is like uh, it's like fifty tracks in thirty minutes kind of shit, right? Yeah, no, I. I, I had to squeeze as many in there as I could. I, essentially, it's like my favorite mixes that I've been doing as Smith for the last five years, all like combined into one. Oh, like shit. because I never put out a mix, and it was like probably my most requested thing for like the last two, three years. Like you know, people wanting like the idea of like how I am live, and I feel like that's that's generally like I, I don't have like a because I, I put it in Ableton for some of the like acapellas, but generally speaking, that's like the the speed of my mixing. Just okay. like I, I I, in the same way that I, I feel like I have a hip hop aesthetic in my music, I feel like I have a hip hop aesthetic in my mixing where I just kind of like transition to the next thing, changing flows up like very regularly. Oh, so sure. yeah, you think that comes from you know cutting your teeth and working all these shows? Because I mean, obviously that's kind of people how, uh, that, that's how they like receive they want to receive things you know after a long time of playing out sometimes i make these long intros or long transitions when i'm working on them at home and then i get to play them out i'm like no no no, i gotta skip that next time you know it's like they just want the ups downs kind of you know maybe I mean, like when I'm... Oh. oh sorry you kind of oh man out. yeah my bad no you're good. you're good um you 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 play on cdjs right no i'm on ableton okay so you're on ableton um have you ever performed on cdjs not perform no I've, I've like fucked around with them and you know played little home sets but yeah never never live i mean like how often like whenever you whenever you mix do you incorporate a whole lot of like uh and do i like, do instrumental type stuff in there or do you do like oh yeah 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 okay. I, I stem it out you know and if i have my my own I'll, I'll try to chop up whatever i can use stuff from like years ago even if i'm not dropping it and just like to throw over you know and that's why i kind of haven't transitioned to cdjs because i have a, like a lot of acapellas and stems kind of thing that i don't I yeah, know exactly. how to translate are you, are you yeah, on, you're on cdjs though right yeah i'm on cdjs but that's just what i've been doing for a while i could see the like potential really in ableton like with as far as just how people have done it in the past like g jones his mixing every single time i've ever seen him over the course of the last five years it's just like increasingly more impressive yeah honestly. and a lot of that i feel like has just been like purely his use of ableton and like i think ableton can be the most optimal way and cdjs are keep like they're going to keep trying they're going to keep like adding new features like the new 3000s have the like key uh master sync or whatever the fuck which is sick it's so so fucking dope i mean and it, it does to some degree make it easy mode but it, it definitely oper opens opportunities to do like more cool shit that essentially ableton can just do on the fly immediately like and and i think that like ableton is like it can be the most like and like easy way out to mix but it can be the most essentially like opportunities to do the craziest coolest shit even like doing live performance type shit if, if you take advantage of it 
Yeah, you right. could you could definitely lean on it and use it as a crutch, you know, to just get out of warping and and sinking and shit like that, you know. But uh, at the same time, you know, CDJs can be done. F you know, there's easy mode on CDJs, you know, but it's just. Yeah. Like, it's just like people they kind of frown frown upon that just as if they frown upon controllers but i mean catch a catch a fucking g jones set and you'll be like what is this man doing up there especially if you're familiar exactly. with his like discography and stuff like that you're just like this dude's taking samples warping them going crazy throwing them over other things and like that freedom and that uh uh uniqueness that you can make with ableton i think is what sets it apart but I, you know it's you got to unlock it it's pandora's box it goes as deep as you want it to go honestly exactly I, I, I think that it's it's all about how you want to interpret your live set. Like for me, like like I said, the hip hop aesthetic really works. I, I would love to be able to incorporate more acapellas. I'm, in fact, I'm just what what I was thinking about doing like in my just after making this mix is literally just like having custom VIP acapellas and just having that exclusively for me to use for live sets rather than um, just having the song that I usually mix. But I don't know. It's it, there's all kinds of cool shit that I think either way can have. But I think aesthetically, they definitely serve like to their maximum purposes. Completely different things. Definitely. So like like if you have the much more like experimental live experience. I feel like with Ableton, while you have like the incredibly traditional, but like I don't know, somewhat organic way of mixing on CDJs. But, yeah, it's like uh, I mean, unless you're you know laid back Luke kind of he's he's killer on some cdjs i think he spends on like eight or something ridiculous you know but I, oh my you god could, you could even unlock it with those too but why would you want to spend like what's eight times 2500 i don't even know bro like that's just for sure not in my I, was, I was watching a video of um fuck i think it was subtronics and he was doing like a one-handed chopping thing like like i was like get the fuck out of here dog <laughs> like like what what in the fucking nobody I've, I've never seen anybody do something like that i was so impressed i mean and it just showed me that like again like it, it they all serve like their own like cool way of, of how you can in, interpret this, the live performance essentially of djing yeah i mean and you're doing you know you're not dropping 45 rhythm tracks in 30 minutes it's like, no. it's like different no. stuff too so i mean i think that says something on its own too because people could just play a song and then end it maybe a little transition here and there so like you're you're fucking working behind the decks too man so it's not like you're doing yeah man i really there. appreciate that of course when, uh, what what was the fuck have we played on a bill together since i, I was a smith uh, i don't you know what i don't think so probably festivals but i don't even think on the same day or anything you know because i don't think mm -hmm. i've like really even seen you or like around you know like or caught a set to be honest so i wouldn't even know what to expect besides like other than that mix right there you know so it's been oh, at yeah. least a couple of years since I seen, you know, what was what was going on. I'm trying to think. Yeah, but def I'll definitely when when everything gets back to quote unquote normal, uh, we uh, I'll have to have Corey hit up hit up your uh, agent. We'll have to make some some shows happen because yep. I think it would totally work. We yeah. could totally. I mean, and I'm not even sure if you'd be down for like a back to back type thing, but I think that shit would be really fun too. Bro, of course. Oh, dude, I'm down, man, of course. And, I, th you know, we talked about a track here and there, too, and just, like, I think that's how little we've, you know, ran into each other because every time we do, it's just like, yo, let's get on a track or fucking talk some more, too, and then it's, like, until the next stream. Then it was, like, stream. I, I caught your stream set, uh, like, three months ago, and then and then it was like, all right, yo, yeah, yeah, let's get back on a track. But I think it's just good to, uh, 
you know, know that we're both fucking, we're both in it for the long run too. And it, when it does happen, it'll happen. So I think that's why there's been like no pressure amongst us to be like on our ass. I, and I think that's a, a nice uh, relationship to have, you know, cause there's been, mm-hmm. there's been vice versa too, where I'll hit up somebody and be like, Oh, you want to get on it? You want to get on it? And then the other way, Oh, you want to get on it? And I always feel bad if I'm working on too many things or some shit, you know? But, yeah. I'm, I'm doing, I, sometimes I can be the like, worst when it's like hey you want to work on a song and then we get like this like yeah we'll work on a song and then (laughs) nobody sends me sends each other the other thing i've done it like so many times so like if i've ever done it to anybody here watching i'm so sorry (laughs) but i'm i'm i i do have things in the pipeline the the hardest part (laughs) is whenever you get like something going that you have an intention to like collab and then you're like this is so dope i don't want to share it this is, you know what I mean? This is, this is my yeah. tune now, dog. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's a struggle sometimes, like, and especially if you're in a creative rut and you're just trying to get something good and then you finally do. And like, you don't necessarily always want to make it a collaboration. Yeah, no, absolutely. I a hundred percent feel it. And then sometimes you'll get to like 90% with that song. And I'm like, fuck, maybe I should, maybe I should have asked somebody to do it. But now I don't want to send it. Cause it's 90% done, you know? And it's like, fuck bro like i don't know it, sometimes that works out for the best though because i've i've definitely like um you know had my not weight pulled but you know some people have done more in some collabs i've done more you know and it's it's like a give take kind of relationship with with a lot of the collabs i've always ended up happy with them too but sometimes it's just like you don't want to give up that gem you know yeah and i've, I've never had anything like awkward like, i've never had like uh like somebody being like no i this is what i want in the song like i mean it's always been like a anybody i've ever worked with has been very mutual and like collaborative and the collab so like i i i i think that i don't know i think it's really really dope and entirely that the, the scene itself is incredibly supportive to each other and the fact that like especially like as we like start to like funnel into like our growth and we are like we see kind of more of a sense of like building on like upon each other i i see a lot of that it's really dope where like you know easy bakes is is fucking really hard with um uh of the trees right now i saw that the he sent them stems i thought that shit was fucking fire um i got a collaboration going on right now with uh Rekno and easy baked hey. um so like it's it's all about like you know the synergy that's going on in the scene is so dope yeah yeah it's it's dope that it's not like uh you know in a way kind of feel like it's like it's like hip-hoppy in like a contest kind of you know but not a big ego you know it's like we're all trying to lift each other up kind of contest instead of shit on each other and bring it down oh yeah exactly it's like everybody is excited to share like what they just recently made like and that 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 it's in of itself is like nobody's ever like an asshole about it like anytime i've ever shared anything like if there is criticism, it's very constructive. And like, um, I, as far as any kind of like sense of inspiration, I think that I've, everybody feeds off of each other really, really well. I don't see a lot of toxicity in the, like the world of EDM that we currently exist in. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. If you hear my dog hey, you're good. Hey, barking you're special appearance, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> no, um, is, is it, uh, you would you want to get back and do like a, a like a collab uh, project with anybody or anything like that or would you are you pretty set on still being just your, your solo? I'm, 
I mean, like, I'm I'm always open to working with people if it ends up working out. Like, I I, I think that like whenever I have something and I and I do want to share it with somebody else, like, then then I I already had it in mind with how it sounds. Like, the one that I made with um gosh, I'm trying to think of my last um uh, Shanghai Doom. Um, they they uh, sent me um, essentially like a very aesthetically like on their like point type deeper song and I took it and I made it a little wonkier and heavier and they really fucked with it and they, they really liked it and like it just like it really fit into like this really good melding process and like that was them sending me and then for like the, the one I did with Easy Baked and Rekno I, it was just like a really boppy 808 with these kind of like aesthetically Memphis bop type lyrics on the bottom of it. And I just sent it to both of them and they, they really dug it. And I just thought like the idea of those beats like aesthetically really fit with them. So like, I, I try my hardest to, to like fit it that way. Okay. More than anything. Yeah. No, so that's definitely how I have done it too. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to send it to this person. Cause then everyone's going to think that they made, uh, that part but like it's just weird like I made like a piano fucking crazy roll sometimes and I was like I don't want to send it to uh I, I mean I told Grady would get on a fucking project and this was like a year or two back before he even like was real huge too you know so he was like I'm like I told Grady we'll get on a project but I don't want to send this to him because everyone's gonna think he made these crazy pianos this is the, the craziest pianos I've ever made you know and then the track never came out too so it's like I shot myself in the foot but yeah. Um, damn holy shit yeah actually the one that i made with grady um it wasn't that process in fact it was the complete opposite where i sent him like the fattest fucking like like bass riff thing and and then he ended up actually just laying like a whole lot of like really good keys and then it, like structuring it in a really proper way and and it ended up working out really really well he's he's a, a great collaborator in fact like he if he sent, if he really digs like what what you sent him, he'll he'll like flip it around and, and give you something really proper. Oh hell yeah! Uh, G space by the way, if anybody's asking. Oh yeah, um, dope dude, dope dude too. He's good, got good vibes too. Good flips and good vibes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I literally just the last year at Soundhaven. I'm not sure. Did you play Soundhaven last year? Last year, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I uh, I played that one on like a Saturday night. And I think we ended up playing on the same night. And that was like the first time we met each other. And he, he ended up remixing one of my songs like three or four years ago, uh, the till they drop, Ooh, which is okay. probably my most played song. And I guess like it really took off for him back when he released the remix, as far as like starting his, his career. And, and anyways, he just like came up to me. And the first thing he said was, bro, I owe everything and thank you to your career, man. You, you were, you know, it was just like such a positive dude. I was like, Oh, well, man, I really appreciate it. <laughs> it's really flattering to hear my dude. I'm opening up for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude. Largest of compliments. Yeah. Damn. That's uh that's huge though. But yeah, that song definitely, He's a good dude. that was a big one until they dropped, bro. That was, uh, yeah no man that that one was really surprising when i shared it to like some some of my friends at the time um they were they were like, like kind of negative about it where i was like okay well we'll see what it's like you know and i put it out and every everybody seemed to really like it i was like damn okay so again like one of those things where it's you know put put yourself out there and it 
see if it works because at the time when i put that one out there i was just like man this is so simplistic but you know we'll see what happens has that had an and, effect on like the you releasing music like afterwards too and you know what you kind of lean into or uh what you uh, even? yeah honestly that one really as funny as is um um uh, i that was probably the song that i learned that like having rap lyrics is a really good idea like <laughs> essentially having especially some degree of like a fairly known song but like that isn't like like you're you're trying to like cheese off onto like something like I, it, for example whenever I, i'll play live I, i'll always drop a d4l's laffy taffy and i would love to get the acapella i can't find it anywhere but um but it aesthetically like it, it's so like it takes you back to like the fucking 2006 dance party at, in high school playing like the the hot rap song at the time same thing with like like even like a soldier boy song now granted i probably wouldn't play like i i probably if i was to do a soldier boy acapella i'd probably do like crank that but i wouldn't do like I'm trying to think of the other cornier, uh, corny type soldier boy songs right now. There's quite kiss a few me of them. The phone. Uh, yeah, that one. I, I, I probably would not do kiss, kiss, kiss you through the phone. Um, you know, and it, I think the till they drop is the first one where I was like, okay, like rap, rap songs are definitely like an aesthetic. And I kind of, I kind of was already there with a, like one or two songs before then, but that one really solidified it for me where I was like, okay. Then I started putting like the franchise boys and one after that. Um, fuck. Uh, Mad had the Kendrick Lamar Mad City. Uh, and just like uh, doing that and maybe not necessarily just doing a complete remix, just like taking like a, a small hook and then like looping it and chopping it up. Just the idea. <clears> because the then. Narrative. It, well, exactly. Like, like if there's like one specific segment that like really like fits the aesthetic of the beat then and then you can chop it up and do whatever like um fuck the biggie song uh i forget what the original is but the he says you know, relax and take notes while i smoke on the marijuana smoke or something like that i shows you fucking how well i am at knowing it but i just chopped it up and looped it and then put it over the um still dream remix and it's just like it felt it felt the aesthetic of just like okay like you know, I'm not going into just like taking the entire acapella and just layering it on top. And I've done that too. Like that's okay if that also fits the aesthetic. Yeah. And if you just want to call it a complete remix, oftentimes I don't because I want to try and distribute it to like, you know, some degree on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, do you have like, like, trouble with that too? You know, not yet. Knock on fucking wood. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I feel like I push the boundaries of it for sure, where it's like Especially on SoundCloud, I've I've always been a little worried that like I'll just wake up one morning and see that like all of my songs have just been taken down off of SoundCloud. Goddamn! Are you getting um, hit with the Juicy J lawsuit for like so like uh, suicide? <laughs> no, no, never, dog. Holy six shit, million. dude! They hit, that was they so hit fucked, million, too. <laughs> that was so fucked. I mean, I. I no, I, I get it though. I get it, but yeah. holy shit, that's so fucked. Yeah, that's rough, man. Because they were kind of cool, I guess. I don't know if they had a fall. No, Juicy J. I, I fucking oh, I forget the names of the 
guys of Suicide Boys, I think like Ruby or something like that. He produced for GCJ. And like, I thought those were some of the better GCJ songs that had come out in the wild based on the production. Yeah. And like, and also like right now, I feel like rap music is in this like weird genre where it's the producers, at least to some degree, are just as big as the rapper. And I'm like, maybe not like they're not necessarily getting paid the same. Yeah. But like, you know, like, I feel like there's much more of an understanding of credit towards the producer. I mean, like, even beyond just watermarks, like, I think, like, for example, Kenny Beats, um, he's really solidified himself and just essentially like a, a being the, the big dude for trap bass music for for hip hop. I mean, like, and he's kind of crafted his own way, like with Rico Nasty and uh Zach Fox, he's done a couple big ones with him, which I love. Yeah. Um, like silly, too, you know? It's not all, like, necessarily, like, it's got to be the serious trap shit, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I like. It's like a whole new a whole new side. For sure. People are getting goofy now. I was... The, have you ever heard of Young Gravy? No. <laughs> dude, you have to look him up sometime. This dude... <clears throat> excuse me. He's... I, I, I feel like at this point, my... I've... I've I've hit the bell curve of of really kind of liking him where I feel like, all right, I, I get a shtick now. It's all right. It kind of wore off a little bit. But anybody who's new to them will really, really fucking like him because he's just so unique and like he put he put he essentially is like the fraternity guy, the the frat guy that somehow like made it into rap music. Young great. And he's out there trying to get your mom and <laughs> and fucking make biscuits and gravy in the morning Damn. like it's the fucking weirdest shit but it's so fucking funny too All right. hey, I'm um but like things like that again like when i was talking about like people sticking out in a genre where it's like okay i feel like everybody's done it every every everybody's done the the same fucking thing now and what's new and then somebody's able to like push that envelope a little bit further yeah <clears throat> that that's what really grabs my attention it's uh you know it's it's kind of like mutual too like you said the producers are getting the credit now too and it's uh it's it's almost mm-hmm. like weird how in in our in our scene like there was you know the big name getting getting uh, called out for not giving credit to songwriters and this that and the third and it's kind of weird how it's like the opposite in this scene where it's like the they're featured vocalists and they almost get pushed to the side like if unless you're like born eye or somebody who's like made it uh, oh, here I am. Like I'm a I'm a presence in here too. Just like D, uh, like uh, who are you just talking about? Zach Fox, uh, Zach Fox producer. Oh, Kenny Beats. Kenny Beats. It just slipped my mind. Yeah, yeah. Like him. He no, he's, you're good. he's a big presence for in rap. You know, being a producer. Whereas Born Eye is a big presence in the bass scene. Being a a uh, vocalist too. It's like weird how in the different scenes, like people are ranked differently in terms of like importance. I mean, you know. Not, not, not that they should be, but it, it's just weird how they fall to the wayside. And, and, and in the other scene, rap, it's like we get pushed to the back, back burner. We have been, yeah, it's like almost rising up. We're meeting. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely cool to see that producers are getting recognition like they are. I think that like if somebody said it in the chat earlier, where it's like I, know, I already know there's going to be producers right now on SoundCloud that are like in five or ten years from now will be like the fucking like london beats or will be the next fucking dj mustard like uh somebody said dj young vamp in the chat earlier and like that's another one where it's like he's such a fucking like 
his his mixing and his percussion is so on point the aesthetic that he he has is so like to a t his sound um that like i think that he's gonna get noticed he's gonna get like some rapper's gonna you know either he fucking pays to have a rapper on a beat or a rapper really really likes his beat and pays for it either way like i mean he's gonna end up working with somebody probably big because the sound is so good like and it, and it kind of rounds it to the, like the whole like selling your art you know because so much of that is going to be the driving force for anything that you do like the vehicle of your career is what you make on your computer for, um it's it's yeah. not so much like playing shows or social media posts or fucking other stupid gimmicks that try to keep your relevance straight it's it's going to be ultimately like putting the next fucking bop out yeah and then hopefully you have good management that can push 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 it out you know yeah yeah, no, for real. Keep keep it going, you know, and just keep that momentum and keep pushing yourself as an artist too, because that's that's the important thing, you know. And and with that, you mm-hmm. want you want to listen to some of the the fucking submissions we got in here. There's been uh, yes, like too many, honestly. So we're gonna we're gonna oh, yeah, I'd love to listen chronologically. Yeah, all right, let's take a trip over. If you need to hit the the hot box, we'll drive over to the studio. Oh right yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. I'll fucking join you. And uh, we got five star up first, man. And uh, I'm just going to make sure a couple of these people are in here. I don't want to listen to their beat before I open it. But I saw Jafufu. I saw Sky Sweet. Um, five like star. It. Yeah. All right. Just making sure y'all are in here. Let's go with our, our first one of the day right now. We got motherfucking five star bubblegum remix. This is that uh, Easy Bake G Space and. Uh, S fam remix comp actually. Oh shit. Let's go.
so dope. Yeah, five star link us that SoundCloud, please. Uh, fuck, man. Uh, yeah, if you'd love to send me the DL on it, whoever wants to, whoever made it. What was the name? Big Big Star, five star, five star. Yeah, five star. Five star. Fuck yeah, five star, Big my dude. Star. Yo, very dope, man. Too. Uh, you know, I think that's gonna be you fare very well in the contest if that's what it is, or they just gave the stems out for a. Uh, just for you guys to have them, but either way, that's a nice one to have in the the arsenal, bro. Um, oh, looking, yeah, holy shit! Uh, what BPM was that? You know? Um, uh, hmm. I don't know. What What do you think? Five star. What kind of BPM are we looking at? You think uh, you got anything maybe feedback wise to say? Because I'm kind of I'm I might be at a loss for words with this one. I mean, like the mix was proper. I mean, like everything on it was proper. I think that like. I mean, if if there's a contest, that would be up to being one of my winners. But I've only heard one so far. But it's really a fucking good submission so far. Holy shit! Yeah. I mean, fucking killer sound design. Um, I I great job on the minimal uh, minimalism. I think that like you left a you know perfect amount of space in the the audio sphere. Um, as far as just like letting things breathe and and like making things sound real effective fucking absolute slapper i mean like i'd have to give it literal multiple listens before i could actually feel like i could give good criticism yeah like it's that good yeah no exactly like that's why it's it, i'm sure you know if it was like really put under a spectrum and really like nitpicked maybe there would be something but at, just in first listen there's like literally it sounded yeah i'd be that'd be like if i heard that shit live i'd be getting the fuck down for sure yeah absolute slapper Oh yeah, and dude, the the next one's actually the same thing—a bubblegum remix too, man. So they might just be over here taking over the stream tonight. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they dropped those stems, and I was even tempted. I was like, I was, I, I might make some. Yo, shit, man, I might have to too after hearing these guys. But I don't want to compete with them. I might just have to take them and just fucking hold them. But <laughs> just have like a VIP or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, let me see what we got. Uh, this is Jafufu over here with the Easy Bake S Fam and G Space remix as well. Oh yeah. Let's go. What is this? Audius.com? I've never seen this. You ever heard of SoundCloud? What's a SoundCloud? <laughs> oh, it's got moods, not even genres. It's gritty. <laughs> Thank you. 
vibe switch. That one's got a wetter sound for sure. That one's definitely real wet. Yeah. I, I, it's it, aesthetically very like different, but I think that they both both bop in their own way for yeah. sure. Hundred percent. Is is does the original have any vocals? I mean, I don't even remember like what the original sounds like. Like. I, yeah. I remember bopping to it like earlier in the summer, but I don't remember what it sounds like. Does it have vocals at all? I don't know, honestly. It it honestly sounds like uh, I could imagine it sounding like a mix between the two of what we just heard. To like just, I feel like uh, Five Star was kind of like an easy baked, like real deep down and wubby vibe, and then that yeah. was like a S fam, just like gritty. What the fuck's going on right here? Kinda. Yeah, definitely, definitely the comparison there. Definitely the comparison. I uh, I. I can't say like which one I would say I prefer. I think it's all aesthetically different. I think that both were mixed really well. I thought the uh, the snare, particularly on the second uh, Jafufu uh, remix, was really fucking proper. Um, the way I end up actually mixing my kicks would be a little more different than those. I think I, I actually mixed more in like the grittier, lower like thirty to forty hertz realm, and I think those were kind of top heavy on the kicks. I think you could experiment a little more, like adding a little sidechain more to the low end on the sub and, and adding some more low end to the kicks. I think that could actually sound pretty fucking dope. I mean, at the end of the day, they were both really fucking proper, though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, if I had to if I had to judge those, uh, just between those two, I'd be kind of pissed off, man. I'd be like, I don't know. How, how do you even judge that at that point, you know? Maybe if I had I mean, how to. many winners are there supposed to be? <laughs> man, shit. <laughs> Yeah, man, Jafufu, I thought that was dope, too. Um, I did like the snare uh, as well, but I, maybe a little variation. That's what I noticed kind of towards the end. Like, it, there was that big-ass snare. It hit real hard. I, I loved it, too, but it just was, like, the only snare towards the end. And it could have switched up before, but my mind didn't really – it didn't really, yeah. like, pick up on things until there. So, I mean, you had me the, pretty much lost until there, you know? Like, I was I was bopping. But the one thing the, I, I, the, I didn't think – The synth switch and the um... – and the first remix was pretty fucking on point. The um, from when it goes to the uh, fuck whatever the eight on top of the eight awaits to when it goes into the switch of the wonk is pretty good. Yeah. Um, again, I think they're just aesthetically different. I think like eight, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. A little more of a switch up on the second one could be dope, but overall, it's fucking both fire. Yeah. Both, both very dope. Yeah. And also, I like the, the length. I mean, I think. Uh, I, I'm gonna guess that that was like two and a half minutes. I mean, I'm not sure if you played the entire thing, but like, or if you just played like the first drop. But no, two twenty-eight. Like, yeah, two and a half, right on the money. <clears throat> so like, I think that is literally the prime, like, length of a song. 
because personally the way i mix is i don't play second drops usually i i and i I like to essentially make my music in the same way not necessarily that there aren't second drops but that i'm just going to move things quick i'm going to have like a four bar build up go into like an eight bar drop four bar build up eight bar drop and then like (laughs) and then like let's move on to the next thing Okay. Now I feel you. I feel you. Well, he did a good job, man, because there was a lot of ideas in there, too. There was some bass switches up and, like, some fucking synth switch-ups. And, like, the variation was fucking really great, you know? And uh, I just think that snare maybe at the end could use a little either more fills or something like that because you did cut it out at one point, and I was like, oh, I kind of like that. But there's only so many times I guess you could do the cutout kind of mode. So I would say maybe just switch it up or another fake out or two. But I I liked it either way, dog. I think you both got a real good chance of winning, so... Thank you for the the submissions, and uh, we got a uh, we got a couple more. We got fucking Sky Suite up next too. Luckily, would not uh, submission to this this goddamn contest, but uh, it's one called Check, Mister Sky Suite. Let's see what you got. Ripping another Bonsky. This man. That hey. Took him to the hotbox twice, I think, with that that one Sky Sweep. Um that was uh that was dope though. 
Big that one. was uh, definitely some good melody. I fucked with that melody heavy. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a great job on as far as just overall structure. The uh, sound design on the synth was pretty proper. Um, I, I think if it's still unreleased, um, maybe change that snare to something that's on the less fatty wide and try and go on to like the snappy tight. Because um, I think that could really work out. I like the kick and the frequency that it was hitting. Um, yeah, it was a proper song. I mean, absolutely fucking proper song. It reminded it reminded me of um, fuck. I'm trying to think of uh, uh, the producer right now. I'm thinking, Mersive. Oh, yes, okay. Mersive. It, rem- it was really reminding me of a good like big Mersive type type tune. Ooh, okay. So, big big ups. Yeah. No, it definitely had, like, the girth and stuff like that, too, man. That shit was... I mean, just look at it. It's thick as fuck. It sounds like it's mixed Yeah, I was like, yeah, that master is pretty big. Yeah. So that's, you know, if it's not, like, done completely, I would say kind of the same thing. Maybe a little variation in the snare and the and the kick uh mostly the mostly the snare and i would say maybe the intro a little bit too it's kind of got the same like wobble the same uh uh like chord progression as the drop too maybe a little bit different but um i don't know sky sweet you do a really good job of like having um uh like dreamy intro sequences and stuff like that too so i don't know maybe you could uh bring that to the table in this one too because uh it just it sounds like uh even in the the build up to the second one it's kind of like the same i think chord progression or like couple notes that you use so maybe just a little variation there in uh the snare but try, honestly it's dope. Um, try using a a rim with um a clap and but Ooh. it really adds a good snap and then you can also use the rim uh on kind of the off of the uh three of the one of the four beat of um because then you can get a little more variation with the um the rim shot okay uh, yeah that's that's usually what i use is just a clap and a rim shot and that usually creates a pretty tight type snare effect and then it then layered even that same snare over it but like oftentimes my songs have like four or five snares that are just like layered and mixed together okay. and then using like variations of them in between throughout the song okay yeah yeah, rim rim shots are really really proper for that though. No, definitely, especially that little like trap element to it. You know, some trap breaks or whatever, like kind of like triplet or something you want to add to it. Uh, no, and I and I, I felt a, even in the melody like a very like trap type vibe to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that like you could still have like the bounce and 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 add more bounce to it because it was definitely like regardless of the epic wideness of it, it had a very bounciness to it that. Sometimes it can be evaded in, in a, like, big dubstep. Yeah. So, big ups, man. It was a good one, for sure. Yeah. No, definitely, man. Sky Squeed, you're always coming in here throwing down, too, man. This one's no different. So thank you for the the uh, submission today. Um, look forward to fucking the release, man. I don't know if you're going to change it up or if this one's done as it is, because, like we said, it's fucking thick, boy. It's thick as fuck. <laughs> definitely a thick one, for <laughs> sure. All right. Yeah, but we got uh, Vieira. I think I've seen Vieira in the chat. Uh, let me open up a couple more. Sensora, Mr. Josh Teed. All right. Let's go, Vieira.
That's the kind of shit, man. That's 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 like the, the kind of aesthetic that like I feel like I'm always trying to aim for. Fucking yeah. killed it. Yeah. Fucking murder. Definitely. As soon as you hear that, you know it would have been good with even without the the Luda too. But as soon as you hear the Luda, you're like, oh shit, man. All right, let's uh, go. I mean, like my only like I think it the, does the drop hit with the Luda. Uh, let me. You want me to run it back a little bit? You want me to yeah, see? just run it back from the like the drop because if like. Okay. That'd be like my only thing is that if it starts with the Luda, like let let the fucking like first eight bars sing and then bring in the Luda and make people go nuts. Oh, okay. All right. Like, that's it. If you let that first part ring and then just like then bring bring in the fucking the Luda vocal and you're 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 home free. For real. Fucking Graham slammed it. What about the you you like the Nevo would it imagine right in the beginning or that should be the lead up or what? You you could. I mean like honestly, sometimes nothing works. Sometimes like if you have like a specific sample that works well with it, or if you want to have something from the acapella of the Luda vocal that works. Whatever works, but like let definitely let that like instrumental part of it sing and then and then fucking slap in the fucking and then fucking your five thousand plus people crowd will go absolutely apeshit. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, for real. That was yeah, that was a big one too, man. So I yeah, like maybe like you said, the let the bath let, let the bath let the bass breathe. You know, just let that That's shit something peekaboo Ooh. will be playing. That's for true. sure. That's true. Yeah, bro. Um, I mean, hey, I got I got nothing to say about that one. I thought that was dope. He, he, this is definitely the man who would know about that kind of tune. So yeah, listen to that him. Was a, that was a slapper. Yeah, he goes. This I think this one's extra fitting for Smith too. So he said that while uh, submitting that. I think I think it worked out perfectly, bro. That was oof. Fuck yeah, big one. All right, man. So good shit, Vieira and Psycho Octave. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Definitely have, have, hit me up in my DMs with that one for sure. Yeah, for real. 
For real. Let me see if the DL's available too. I'll just take that. Okay, yeah, good. Alright, nice. Sora, okay. Good one, man. That was um, definitely very tipper ass, man. Yeah. No, I love that. There's a little bit of a, I guess, atmospheric in, uh, outro going on right here. Not to disrespect the rest too. of it. What happened? That was a proper master. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, for real. I dig this part, too. But, uh... Yeah, man, I, I definitely dig the whole blending of both of these from the from this part to uh this part you and uh you did it did it very tastefully maybe um mm -hmm. I, honestly I, like you maybe you could use some of those dreamy elements in the the hard part too you know like just cut away from some of the the hard s towards that end towards that like maybe last eight bars last 16 bars and just like cut into some of the the dreamy stuff back from the beginning like that twinkle kind of thing you know and just like just a nice little pause of uh of momentum kind of you know is is uh is nice especially when you know you you could see the difference in time right there it's it goes from uh 
that that intro was so nice and dreamy, dude. I, I kind of want more of that, you know. And then that gritty part was like double the length. So maybe just add a little bit of elements in there in that in that that drop that gritty part. And I, I, dude, I'd like it more than I do already, you know. Yeah, no, man. It was it was it was it's definitely not the kind of thing that I would usually like play live because it's just not my personal aesthetic. Whatever I play, but I can always recognize like when something is good or just like. Somebody was calling me out in the, my use of the word proper, but <laughs> proper. <laughs> if it's proper in the genre that it's that it's in, then man, I can always recognize that shit. Yeah, for that real. was that was like sound design wise, really, really on point. I, I fuck with it heavy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, man, fuck yeah, yeah, it's a good one for sure. Yeah, it was proper. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like I don't think it even needs like feedback and sense of like mixing, mastering, or anything like uh, anything like that. Yeah, but I would just say, it, personal taste wise, I would just th- sprinkle more elements of that dreamy shit into the 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 hard stuff too. But uh, that's just all up to you at the end of the day, man. So I think you got a good one yeah, on your hands. It was crunchy. Crunchy, he says, like a, a supreme crunch wrap. Um. Okay, Mr. Josh Teed. And then I see Bass Bronco down here. We got Smokestacks in the room. Smokestacks. Yes, sir. Smokestacks. Taco Tuesday flip with a picture of the Migos. So definitely going to be interesting. All right, let's get to him. Name Jose. It's a long line at the doorway. Summer taco, get up with a nacho. Fucking with a bad vibe, she go both ways. Turn up the back to the show dates. I never ever see a boat day. Get into the eyes of the go face. The gang get the grill, it's a four way. Get out of here, my dude. So good. Damn. Fucking okay. killed it. 
Smoke sacks. Did he did he do exactly what you said to like let it let it come in a little bit or was there Migos right off you the know, jump? I'm, uh, no, I think I think he dropped it with the vocal. I think it started oh, with the vocal too. Okay, I think. But okay. I mean, like o- overall, like it, I I could give it the same criticism as the last one, but I feel like the aesthetic of this one's a little more in like the the bop and the the bootleg vibe of it. So yeah. I feel like you could just keep going with this one. True. Um, I feel like the this one feels more in like the the proper like fucking heavy bootleg type tune i i, I fuck with it heavy i think you, leave it leave it as is honestly as a, as a flip okay. i mean because i see that it's titled as flip definitely leave it that way because i think that it aesthetically works proper that way proper 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 Oh shit, man! Yes, I say that almost like five times more now. Yeah, because someone said there's a drinking game out there right now. Yeah, Take no, a shot. I'm trying to get y'all fucked up. No, it's done. It's done for, man. <laughs> Everyone's done. We're, we're all become fucking raging alkies now because of you taking shots and shit. Yeah, man. But hey, it's it's all for a good cause because it's proper. Proper, man. It's proper. all proper. <laughs> Bro, oh, all right. Yeah. Well, it was the next person actually who said, uh, "This is that should be a drinking game." So it's this man, Josh Teed, this stallion of a man, he comes in oh, with his yeah. violin. Let's uh, let's hear what he got.
Definitely a very moody piece. I like it though. It's um, I like the breakbeat type style and like a like sampling that you use in there for sure. I'm just curious what what he makes it in and what the um, the um, the uh, bass lines are made uh, made with. Like, is is it what v, is it like Operator with Ableton or are you in like Serum with like FL or? <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm not sure. And I don't even know if those would be samples. Oh, he says serum. He says serum. Serum? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. just like, um, is it, is it just curious? Cause there's, it sounds like they were, they were warped a little bit. I'm not sure if you're taking it in audio and then and stretching it, but something in your, in your, your bass lines and the sound design, it sounds like stretched and warped. I, I used to do the same thing with, um, in operator and god damn i, I don't know if, if that would be in the wavetable itself in serum or if that would be like how you're processing the audio itself but that'd be like my only my only any form of like criticism so is that there's like a warping type of sound in the baseline itself was it like from like a like a warp mode or it, did it sound like it was like on, still on beats and kind of warped? I, I I guess I'd have to be in the the project file to actually listen and tell. Oh, um, okay. But like that's a good year though. As far as from far as far as favorites, I'm fucking high, man. I feel like I'm you're being in your high bus or fucking four twenty bus. <laughs> um, I I it sounds like there's some kind of warping or um, goddamn if I was in the Ableton project, uh, something that's happening to the to the bass whenever it's getting stretched. Oh shit! Uh, beyond that, though, that's like like a small criticism criticism of sound design as a producer. Like a, a general audience is not going to be like as remotely critical. But I'm just like trying to give a better sense of um, production, I guess. And, yeah, no, that's that's like great advice. I didn't I didn't even hear something like that. You know, some things you, I just I would chalk up to like off key. That now it would. It's not even like I would hear a uh, a fucking warp or something. I would just be like, "Oh, that's off key" or some some weird little artifact or something like I mean, that. Like, so unless like the, when it's when it comes to like things being in key and stuff, some I, I'm actually kind of funny about it. Like when it, when it comes to like bass lines being in key or like um, kicks matching the uh, the key of your your bass line, uh, I try not to stress about it. The way I think about it. And because if you're going to get your mind lost in that shit and spend more time trying to like tonally match things rather than just like think this sounds dope. Like if, if as long as you have that in your head that like, okay, what I'm making sounds dope. And then like from that, you can formulate your criticism into making it sound more dope. But <clears throat> I feel like it just focus on rather than like, okay, is my kick and key with the sub or is my my pianos and synth leads and and key with the, the bass line itself like it just just try to like you know if it sounds dope it sounds dope yeah no for real man, that, that, that that was like a, again a small small sound design criticism that like give or take like I, a general audience is gonna aesthetically 
fuck with it heavy. Yeah, sure. and especially you know he's the one playing this fucking this flute, this violin, not the flute. He's playing this one string Chinese flute kind. Of, I mean violin thing and just fucking regular violin and sampling himself too, man. So I think you know but, that's like a whole another aspect of you too, and maybe yeah, you should. No, no. I, I don't play I, I did percussion a little bit but if you're playing an actual instrument on top of it man fucking more power to your fucking game for okay. sure no but you know like you said the simplistic thing maybe you should lean on more of the maybe add some uh, the violin into the the uh, the bases if, if you feel like some of the things are getting a little too much or too uh, warped or fucking you know just too uh, it, like too serious you know like sometimes overworking is not good too and just relying on that fucking violin is not I don't think anyone's complaining about that, bro. That shit was dope. Someone said no, it could be a little bit louder. I, I didn't. The violin is is my favorite part of that song, honestly. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. But, One string Chinese yeah, flute. Yeah, man. That's uh that's insane. Well well thank you, bro, for the the fucking the tune. Uh that was Josh motherfucking Teed. Did you link us your soundcloud? Yeah, you did. All right, brother. Um, more power to you. Right now we got bass bronco. I don't know how to say that. O F T D Y. We'll just read it. Fuck yeah.
Family and, and like the world of Nero Base, I think that was pretty fucking pretty fucking proper. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was really good. Um trying to think of like criticism here because I don't really have good criticisms or criticisms in the world of uh Nero Base. Yeah. I thought it was very glitchy. I like the up tempo ness. Um I guess that was like ninety BPM or maybe even like could be like a hundred or something. I, I I usually don't play tempos like that live, so again, like my criticism is pretty I can't really give any kind of criticism too much other than I liked it. it sounded good. Yeah. No, and I would I would say the same thing because uh it was um it's it's so clean. It's produced real clean. The kicks and the snares are hitting right in the, the perfect frequency range. All those like you switch up in the bass sound so frequently that opens you up for a lot more mixed down problems and all this shit. And you nailed it at every point. So I mean, there's I think it sounds like a, a done song. Like yeah, uh, no man, yeah. for sure. The 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 uh, mixing for for sure was on point. I really like the mixing. Mm-hmm. Um. The bass bases themselves were definitely in all kinds of ranges between like that that buzzy high end, which I, I fuck with a lot in neuro. Uh, definitely. Um, trying to think here. Uh, the master itself. I was looking at the the girth <laughs> of of that SoundCloud waveform. It looks like it got a pretty good good beefy master on it, and it still <laughs> sounded really clean. So big ups on that. It means the mix itself was going to be really good. Um, cause like at the end of the day, if you're doing ma- if you're doing mastering, like fucking, uh, if, as long as you have a good mix, the master should literally just be like, okay, I'm boosting it. And then maybe adding a little stereo, like oh. that's about it. Yeah. So big ups on that. It sounds like it was a really proper mix. Yeah, no, definitely. Bass's bass range was all really nice and tight too, man. So it was, uh, yeah, just a real nice, well executed track, you know? Uh, nicely, nicely produced, nicely fucking mixed, like he said. Uh, so yeah, man, definitely keep on doing what you're doing, bro. You know, go give him a follow. Everybody, link to SoundCloud. Thank you for that. Yeah, how many followers do you have? Somebody said something like 122 followers. Big up, 120, on that. 120 right now. Yeah, yeah. let's reload it, maybe more. Man. Keep yeah. at that shit. 123. Let's how go. many songs? How many songs released? 15. Yeah, man, just keep at that shit for yes, real. Yes, sir. Tampa, Florida. Let's go. Big ups. Tampa is a very proper city. It's my first. Actually, I think that's my first uh, place I ever sold out. Wow. Big ups, Tampa. You wouldn't expect something like that, too, you know? Like, Tampa, it's so random, you know? But, dude, fuck it. They throw down, bro. They throw down. Mm Mm-hmm. Orlando throws down. Yeah, they go crazy, bro. It's Florida, baby. Florida is wild. wild. As we can see from the pandemic, y'all are too wild. (laughs) Too wild, man. Too fucking wild. Oh, you gotta, you gotta calm down, bro. They're its own country, honestly. You know, they're really like their own kind of people <laughs> down there, bro. They really are. But um, yeah, we got we get through a couple more of these before we uh, let you go. If that's cool with you, man. Yeah, man, that sounds good. All right, boss. Well, thank you for bringing some of these uh these dope artists to come in here. There's definitely some more uh, submissions than usual, you know, and just all around good ones too, you know. Happy to listen, man. Of course, dude. All right, so we got a uh, car year, car year. How would you say that? Carrier. Car, car year. 
Carrier. I'd say if I was to carrier. 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 Okay. Uh, carrier. Wow. All right. Okay. I feel stupid. I'm so sorry. Me too, bro. I think I led you down that path too. I think I was like, since I said it first, oh, yeah. it just tainted you. I feel like an asshole. I should be. <laughs> I'm sorry, carrier. All right, man. Well, thank you for the sub. Let's hear what you got. fingers up yeah big one big one for sure if you already released that one big ups um it does look so, like it's released yeah okay i mean i think like for just anything in the future i think that maybe a little more perks like some shakers or something like that could be cool for like mm -hmm. any kind of change-ups and like every eight bars or something with perks um i'd have to look listen a little closer with a little more criticism um I think that uh, the synth flow was very, very good. I liked it. It's so proper. 
Um, I I thought I you know big ups and the the also the scent the top scent is I'm not sure if most people would notice it personally it's like the first thing that comes to my mind right after the great flow of the, of the sub um, that the the top scent definitely adds the finisher to the song oh yeah sure is that like very great, powerful right that great kind of shit yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, you know, it being a release song, uh, it there's it not much criticism to it because it, you know it seems like you're pretty yeah, happy exactly. with it, you know, like it, it, and that's that's good, that's good too. But I would have to agree with him. Maybe, you know, uh, I wouldn't even say shorten it too, but a little bit more variety in the end, you know, like would help it not feel as uh, even like a vocal chop, like we were saying earlier. Like true. vocal chops can be great for sure and, in that. And you had one like in the build kind of area. There was like some kind of like, you know, uh, like weird, this kind of thing. That could add, you know, you could fuck around with that too in this part, you know, add some kind of weird chop or whatever. But uh, yeah, man, I, I I really dug the the whole idea, but maybe towards that end, this last little, uh, this last little part right here, like he said, some perks would be the, the perfect like, just breaking up and and making it sound new I, I already heard it. as soon as he said it i'm like oh okay you know it's like right on the offbeat too like an open hat like t- t- mm-hmm. t- you know exactly. it just helped with the swing a little bit but yeah man also, you, you killed I, it oh sorry another I, I would have to i'm not sure if you did it in this one i don't think you did but um I, if you're looking for like filler for just any future songs not even directly to related to this one but like any other song we were listening to with that like similar dubstep tone um fucking uh triangles a, a, a triangle on the one and three of just on point every quarter note can be like super effective and it really cleans up the top end as far as just like if you need something in that like ten thousand hertz range on your mix that's not really like hitting real well that's the, really nice. fucking, the tri- triangle every time I, I learned that one from listening to dj young vamps production and I was like, okay, because a lot of my, my a lot of my mixing and style and production is is based around uh, funk music and like trap type stuff. And I feel that in deep dubstep sometimes, and especially in this case, Definitely. I feel like that song could have been one of those things where it benefit benefited from that. But again, like you said, it was already already released, so somebody like you know wrapped that one up and said that you know my story's done on it. So yeah. I totally respect that for sure. But definitely for future ones yeah no that's that's a great that's some great advice dude you've been you've been slaying it all day too man like it's just it's just the little things too that at the end of the day that's really what uh you know helps tie things and uh make some com- like feel like complete songs not that any of these don't you know but just like a couple no, different man. variations it'd be they'd be mind-blowing they'd be done timeless it that's it you know but definitely on point it's definitely a bop for yeah. sure oh yeah bro for real carrier now that i know how to say your name we appreciate that yeah, boss. i feel like a dick <laughs> it's all right man it's all right there was a there's this guy who's always coming in elevate to his his name is literally like spelled out l and then o and then v and then the letter eight and then no one could get it for a while you know even even fucking sub doctor was like bro just change it just change it bro <laughs> Well, hey, we're uh, you my, know my name's Smith. All right, that's all I gotta <laughs> say. I can't I can't criticize anybody's name. Bro. I can't. So yeah, it must be real hard to market like yeah. you know just compete tell, with tell every other. Google that shit. Bro. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> You're fucked in SEO searches, yeah, man. That's uh, why I'm proud of my shit, damn it. Dang. Everybody, everybody just love the sound. More power to you, boss. More power to you. Let's see. Uh, let's see if Gutter Power, oh, Gutter Trash got it. Cause I mean, his name is pretty unique right here. Gutter Trash. Gutter Trash. Let's see. Plus, I love using that word. trash what an appropriate name for like such a filthy ass fucking song it was just my dogs are singing right now <laughs> i'm sure if you hear them <laughs> i'm sorry we got a feature now we got a feature from fucking smith's dogs over here bro man they're fucking howling bro <laughs> big ups though I've, that reminded me of some like fucking really really good spicy boys type release Ooh. like i really fucked with that what was his name again Gutter trash. Gutter trash. Yeah, fuck with, it. I fuck with it. Yeah, please. Definitely, definitely some really weird bass, and I fuck with that. Definitely the definition of the genre. Yeah. No. And, and the mix is also really good. I have to give give shout outs to the mix. Let me let me see the let me see the sound. Yeah, the the girth of the <laughs> waveform. Yeah, proper. Yeah. Good, good master. It looks like. Good mix. Yeah, nice one. Nice one, man. Uh, you know, kind of. It's like real in your face with the uh, the synths too, man. So it's uh, to make that work, you know, hats off. Uh, maybe it could use a little bit of like break from it for a second, you know. Like I don't know, I say that all the time now. So like uh, just in the, you know, maybe just that sub bass because I was hearing the sub bass and maybe that could be a focus for like a quick second, you know, and just like a real. Like you said spicy boys, they have like a. 
like an easy baked kind of like low end vibe too, you know, like where it's just like I mean, focusing on that real low endy kind of thing. Maybe you could just high pass it in some kind of way and just uh, just for like a real quick little switch up, you know. They have like a real a real like wet but low end kind of thing going on, and maybe you could. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you're not trying to. Maybe you're not trying to get on Spicy Boys or anything with this, but uh, the well, heat, him mean, saying I, that just reminded me. It, it's just aesthetically, yeah. I, it seemed very Spicy Boys esque to me, and my that's yeah. just how I would usually interpret weird bass. And I think that Spicy Boys right now are really like, like the main figurehead of of weird bass in the underground scene right now. It's just how how I identify with what they've been releasing. Oh yeah. So. Big ups on that one. I, I, I really fuck with the sound of that for sure. Because it, it's just, it's again, weird. And I don't mean that in a wrong way. I mean, just like how anybody else really likes the whole like alien aesthetic. I feel like it really fit that for sure. Yeah. Yo, 100%. Um, that, was that also like if he's in the chat 140? I'm just curious because the tempo seemed really like up. Like it could have been like a 145, 150. Yeah because i feel like there's a lot of spicy boys weird bass that's like kind of going a little bit faster in the tempo and i really fuck with that too yeah 142 okay a little bit off a little yeah, bit weirder yeah, I, feel, I, was, I just got you know that 140 just sometimes has like a little bit of like a fucking slower aesthetic than a lot of the weird bass stuff sometimes true so you think that's it the tempo is what's that secret that 142 sometimes, that little okay I, I feel that i feel that sometimes my more weirder bass tunes have that kind of like a little bit faster tempo for sure like the g uh, g space collaboration is kind of a weird bassy one uh although ironically enough the one of the spicy boys that i did collaborate with uh miso uh i think that one's like 130 so i mean you know uh, the, the, uh, I, I, that is also one thing I like about that genre is that it's not really so defined by its tempo. Even like dubstep is pretty defined by 140. Yeah. But weird bass seems to be pretty all over the fucking place. Yeah. No, I like I like that too. You know, and you hear of different different tempos too. Of uh, you know 142. I don't think I've ever made anything in 142. You know, uh, 71. What is that? 71 or 7050? 70, 75. What the fuck is halftime of 142? I'm trying to think of if I've even played a song in halftime of that, but yeah, man, it's like it's like we're just keeping even if it's just a few decibels, maybe it's just gonna make that big difference in in terms of things. So that's pretty dope, dude. One thirty is is strange too. Yeah, but big ups on that one though. It was a really proper tune, though. proper. Yeah, no, for real. Oh yeah, one half halftime of one of one forty two is seventy one. I don't know why I was getting decibels involved in there and shit. It's clean. It's a clean seventy one. All right, enough of me being a jabroni. Let's see what we got over here. We got uh, Mr. Rohan South. He's going to round us up for our last three submissions right here. Rohan, Jabs, and then motherfucking Zeppelin. Oh, shit. Fuck yeah. Let's see what we got. So long. So long. Right here, Java. Been waiting.
I get boarded sometimes. You think I had a choice? But I got a nice, easy charter. I'll pay you back, plus a little extra. I just need a little more time. Star Wars samples on us. Yeah, no, big ups on the consistency of the sample usage. Um, my biggest criticism wouldn't even really be in anything of the sound design, but like so much of just the mixing of the, uh, and maybe even the choice of the snare. Other than that, like it was pretty on point to the, to the brand that they were not brand. I'm not sure. Like aesthetic. I keep using that word, but definitely aesthetic of what it's, what it's pushing. Like it's definitely, um, up tempo. I'm not even sure if I'd say like weird bass so much, but just definitely almost glitchy, glitchy weird bass for sure. And yeah, but uh, I would say like again, as I was saying earlier with um, a previous submission, something kind of snappier on the snare. Maybe it'd be like a rim shot or like just a snappier type snare to begin with, like a trappier type snare, and then like just a more of a bounce with it, like on a third note. Um, but. And then maybe um, more of an underpunch on the frequency of the kick, too, would be the, uh, the other mixing criticism that I would have. But other than that, it was proper tune, for, for sure. Yeah. No, I, literally, I, was, I would have said the same thing, too, because I'm not even sure which genre it would fall under, too, to where, you know, it would need uh, uh, advice like I've been given out to, like, oh, try to utilize the, the bass or something or try to cut out here, man. I thought it was... Uh, it, it kept your attention it was like right where it needed to be in the frequency range at all times but uh yeah maybe have the kick and the snare be a little bit more of the the prominent thing in the mix right there because there was a few times i think it was just it might have been competing for some of the frequency range so maybe just carve out some of that in you know uh the, the that overall synth group or something or go in and figure out where they're uh competing but yeah i would say it just might have needed a little bit of oomph in that area too you know whether that be uh eqing or you know adding and subtracting or whatever uh i think it's good man i got no i got no queries with the uh the synths or the the vocal samples in there which were crazy and weird and uh, the intro and outro i thought it was very like cinematic you know so hats off that way big ups mr rohan yeah big ups man for sure 
definitely weird Di- different one a different kind of thing that we've been hearing all day you know um, i got to take a quick piss real quick all right, so i can do, listen, do what you got to do properly. yes sir man yes sir take your time yeah um also hold on i know i haven't been avoiding anybody else in chat too i see there's a couple other ones scout um in there i actually opened these up out of order um i said i had zeppelin up next i'm not even sure who's supposed to be up next i I opened them up all after order but um our our big homie smith's got to go uh you know in a in a little bit so i told him we'd we'd do 10 songs and uh you know uh 10 songs happened quicker than i thought uh so I'm I'm 100% down to stay after and listen to these last. I think there's only two or three songs, maybe. Uh, there's more that keep getting added as we're talking. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's uh, bound to happen after real quick. It's just... Um, you know, can't can't hold them for like four hours. Can't hold everybody. Not everybody's Kyle Goldstein or fucking Kyoto with the five and a half hours in them. So, uh, Rohan, much appreciate him in the lounge of Gersh. I agree with Smith. Great song. Yes, sir. Okay. We'll love. Yeah, no, I'll de- I'll def I'll hundred percent get to everybody's, but I just don't know the order I was uh, I was in right now. Um, we got, I had Zeppelin up next and then we had jabs. Actually, you were, yeah, you were, you were right after that I had. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to fucking stay and do the last three, which would be, which, um, let me check these out. Let me check them out. Scout. Grayscale just uploaded one to you. Yeah, there's more, there's literally more coming in as we speak too. Um, so yeah, man. Whatever you guys are looking to do, I'm down. Uh, Mr. Smith has been gracious enough to, to listen to first 10. We'll get to these last ones. We got, uh, yeah, Zeppelin, the big boy Zeppelin. So speaking of fucking Soundhaven, he was, uh, I think, the last set that I caught at uh, at that spot, bro. Who's Zeppelin? Yeah, yeah. That uh, I think he closed out the festival for me, honestly. It was like 6 oh, o'clock in the morning on uh, Sunday night. Crazy dope, crazy dope set, man. Yeah, his shit's so good. Yeah. Like, I'm, I feel like I've seen him at the Uns. I think he played. You, is he in chat right now? Did he play in the Uns 2017? Let's see, Zeppelin. I or think I'm 20, almost yeah, I think positive. I just saw him. Yeah, yeah, he's spamming emotes right now. He was part of that whole squad, right? The, in 2018. The whole... Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. Did you guys go yeah. on tour? Uh, I was not on that tour, mm. but I'm yeah. <laughs> no, I was not on that tour. Okay, Damn. but I was. I did play the Uns, and that that shit was so fucking good. Yeah, no, for real, man. They they throw down just a clash of sound systems. Honestly, that's where this music goes off, bro. So uh, let's see if let's see if Mr. Zeppelin's got some uh, some heat for us. I'm liking the mix on the kick and snare already. (laughs) 
Ja, I love that second part right there too, man. That was, uh, oof. That was, uh, I think, where, I don't want to say, you know, I think most of the, what I would drop, mostly what I would drop is that second part right into that. Um, I, I would say mostly just because something sounds a little off with uh, the mix in the first part. And I was going to say, you know, just raise the whole volume of that, uh, the synth. But in the second part, I think it comes in real, real heavy and hot. Uh, but the first part, I feel like the sub is hitting right where it should be. The kick and the snare is hitting right where it should be. But the main synth might be just be able to crunch a little bit more just so it could really be in your face, you know. It was just kind of sitting like, I don't want to say in the background because it was a little bit more powerful than that. But like in the mid, you know, where it really needs to be in the front of that conversation. But the second thought, track and drop, you did that. I think like I, I really fucked with the um, overall progression of it. I thought there was a really good switch up there on the uh, first initial drop. I thought the subflex on the, um, as it was um, fucking, what's the actual technical structure of it? Um, I'm way too fucking high for a show like this, buddy. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, when, when it was uh, going out the, uh, where you just had the sub going and the flex of it uh, in frequency, I thought that shit was, so gas i really like the sound design of that the mix of the kick and snare as i was saying in the beginning like i once they if you know when the kick and the snare are hitting and the sub is going with it as well like i think you, you can take like and not to say that the sound design because honestly i thought the sound design on this one was really good as far as your fills and stuff i thought they were super clean um the perk fills that you were using as well as the perk loops i think that it sounded like I mean, regardless i use all kinds of perk loops but um it all sounded like really super clean uh but i i god damn i was gonna come to a rounded out point and the fucking rabbit ran off because i'm so fucking high <laughs> um but like um i like at the end of the day i thought that one was really fucking good um Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. yeah. 
Honestly, yeah. I'm trying to think of like criticisms, like looking, like thinking back on the tune, like you were giving. Like I, I, I hear what you're saying for that, but I thought that it honestly led to like pretty decent pro- uh, progression. Oh uh, yeah, from the first drop to the second drop. Yeah, because like, I mean, like I guess like, were were you thinking that like it was too minimal at the start of it with the the synth or? Um, just in terms of like loudness, I feel like it wasn't, it was, I could, you could see the waveform. So everything's hitting at the right, you know, the ceiling, you know, there's not much that is peaking above there and the sub, the sub is doing well, but I was feeling like that main synth, like, uh, in the last one you mentioned, uh, you mentioned that high end, the high end synth, that gritty synth. I feel like this one had it, but it wasn't emphasized as much. So you didn't like weren't taken back by it until that second drop though that's why when the second drop came in i was like oh, okay i might have to change my uh my uh feedback but you know i figured maybe just just let you know anyway just i feel like that first initial drop just didn't come in as heavy or as gritty as heavy it maybe but maybe as gritty it needs a little bit more volume or something but hey that's i don't know I don't know. He's 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 liking it so it's i guess it's all uh, I, was, I thought it was a pretty big boy slapper yeah i uh um, I agree. Yeah, big ups, man. I, I I've only heard proper, proper stuff from you, man, for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Zeppelin, yo, thank you very much for the the fucking tune. We got one called "Dirty South" by Jabs up next. All right, this I think this is a good way to to leave you off on too. "Dirty South" it sounds like right up your alley. Yeah, sounds aesthetically on point. Let's right. see. Let's see what they got. Ooh. 
I thought the uh, vocal was really, honestly, pretty unique. It was like I really like the super super low pitch down, which I know like has been done before, but I just like definitely as like really went to the um, kind of spooky bass like style of it. Yeah. So I, I really fucked with that one. That was really good. Says he took that group lesson with you and Prophet and learned a ton. So thanks a lot for that. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm glad some, you know, some people yeah. were able to take away, you know, a little bit of something from it. That's dope, for man. Sure. Yo, that's that's gas, bro. And uh, definitely, uh, I, I love the variation. I love the, especially that little cut at the end too. You just took away like right where the kick was supposed to be, and then just kind of faked you out for a second. Um, that second drop too was just was gas too, man. I don't know. That was like. Yeah, oof. No. That was yeah that. honestly um oh and as far as just like i remember what i was gonna say like as far as the rounded out point i was gonna even say with zeppelin but honestly it could be applied for so many so many other people with their production you can take like and again i thought zeppelin's sound sound design was really on point but like you can take incredibly simplistic sound design and like just as long as you have really good mixing you can take like just easy baseline production and make it sound top tier just through your like your mixing of your kick into your sub and making sure everything is snapping properly into each other and because like, i feel like uh so much of the work can be done in the mixing as far as making the uh quality as far as a larger sound of it come through right because if, if so many people i feel like have the idea that like oh i'm gonna be able to just master my way out of these problems i'm gonna like oh okay there's something wrong here but i'll t- i'll take care of it the master Damn. and like it's not, if anything that's only gonna lead to a shittier master like and, and it, you'd have to i'd have to like go through and do like production lessons to like really like go through and show you how i would go in my mixing but like so much of it is key into like removing harsh frequencies in each individual channel like and and going through those steps you and if you do them like as you're producing you're not just like all of a sudden doing it all at the end and and you're just layering it all together you can it's it's really easy it's it's just good habits in production and i I strongly strongly advise like mixing it yourself and having a high standard to your mixing sorry long rant but for sure Oh shit, I can't hear you. Check, check, check. Oh, you're good. I hear oh, you now. No, no, it was I think it was me. I think I fucking knocked out my thing. I don't know. Sometimes my Scarlet does this. Sound problems. I don't know. Still haven't figured it out. But uh yeah, man, I think that's what people are here for too, is the uh the feedback too. So for hearing that from you, you know, sometimes I think uh we tend to at least my I do is over I overproduce and then I find myself having to simplify things at the end. Whereas I feel like I could just skip that step and go right to just being simplistic, but I overthink things all the time too. But I mean, like yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, even my shit's really simple. Like my shit's like, I don't think I've ever made a song larger than like 30 channels Damn. like and entirely in Ableton. And, and a lot of that is just like respecting space is, is a huge thing as well as like mixing in the space, like letting room for things to breathe. I feel like there was really good examples of that tonight as far as like letting one sample really shine through rather than like throwing a dozen that just muddies up 
the mix. A hundred percent. And and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just just trying to experiment and and definitely you know keep keep working at it. It's definitely like anything else, man. Fucking craft is practice makes perfect. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, you're doing a fucking you're doing a real good job, man. And I, you know, it's been nice to. Uh, to see your your fucking your journey too. I mean, we started at the bass coma shit. I'm still dropping that song too. That uh, I, I gotta fucking remember the name of it. But yeah, 90 BPM. It still works into my sets all the time, bro. It's uh, shit. yeah, man. It's uh, hey, that's so. It's it's a real pleasure to you know see that you're still fucking going. You know, different face, uh, different project, whatever it is. Like you're still on the road releasing the tunes and uh, you know, and and here with us today too, giving us some some knowledge, bro. Fuck it, man. I really appreciate the opportunity of being here and even just kicking it with you, for real. It's, yeah. it's, I, think, I, I think it's been like literally since then that we've actually like sat down and talked, so it's really cool to fucking do this, for real. Yeah, no, honestly, my pleasure, man. Seriously, you're, you're some dude that I, you're, at least one song's always in a set, and, uh, you know, it's, it was a pleasure to talk to you, and, you know, I hope we can uh, do this again or play a fucking show or collab or something soon. Fuck yeah, man! Would love to. Please, please, definitely would love to have a Brightside and Smith collab. Yo, it would be it would be an honor, honestly. I'm clearing up a bunch of shit from from you know the back uh, the back burner, and now it's uh, now's the time. So I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to that. But yeah, boss. I really appreciate it, man. For hey, you. hey. Fuck yeah. Well, I appreciate you, man. So seriously, be well. Um, thanks again. We'll be in contact. This will be up on YouTube like tomorrow too. So. You know, if you want to watch yourself, I don't know. That's cringy too. You know, I I can't even listen to myself sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Seriously, thank you again, boss. Yeah, keep it easy, man. For hey, real. you too, dude. Peace, brother. Everyone, make some noise for Smith. Uh, we got the command right now. We could go follow him. Everyone, go follow him. Uh, and we got a couple fucking. Here we go. Smith command right here. Go follow. His Facebook, his Instagram, his SoundCloud. It's all your boy Smith. That's all it is. It's easy. Um, and man, it was it was really an honor to get to talk to the dude because, like I said, I kind of played my first festival with him, uh, you know. And uh, I've been dropping at least one tune of his a set for like as long as I can remember. You know, they just go too well. Uh, rap vocals dirty dubs i mean come on what's what's there not to love